Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 21. Wow, it's hard to believe that we are recording the 21st episode of Big Ideas for Small Business. I am really honored to have my great friend in studio, as I we're That's laughing right. and said, uh, Chris Oakley. So, our, and just for the just for our listeners, our studio is our conference room today, but we've got him live in person. So, people have heard Chris on our podcast before. He was on uh, last year, but he also is the voice of the introduction of our podcast. So, Chris, man, I'm really honored to have you face to face today. So, thanks for being with us. They're gonna get sick of my voice on here. <laughs> I don't think so. We can never get sick of that voice, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris. So um, the topic for today's podcast is connection. So, but before we dive, deep dive that, hey, tell tell our listeners a little bit about you. What's going on in your life, man? As far as your career? Yeah, it's been it's been crazy lately. Last year, uh, I'm, I'm doing some consulting. So I've got a few clients that I really go deep with that. I kind of handpicked and uh, good sized businesses that are like family to me. So I do some consulting and launched an online coaching program and actually just recently uh, also bought eight franchises. So we're getting into the franchise game a little bit as well. Uh, so if anyone's heard me, I talk about doing less better. Currently, I'm struggling doing less. Uh, so we're, we're trying to skim some things back down, but man, busy consulting, coaching, launching some franchises. It's been fun. That's great. Um, one of our goals here this year is do less better and I got that from you man so it's it's actually I have to show you but it's it's on some of our communication information so it is we want to do less better and what that definition for us means I'm not I'm getting off topic for our podcast but man it's it's all it's so good is we don't want to have 40 goals we want to have five goals and those goals we want to go a mile deep so do less better and we and we unpack that in january and we're definitely doing that this year so yeah i gotta thank you for that my friend well man that's awesome and that makes me really happy and still it's i was doing a keynote at this conference in greenville this week and that was the topic do less better and it's something i'm really still struggling with like for all of us just on this doing less better the better you get at it what happens is you produce better results that stand out and then all of a sudden you get more opportunities come your way and then it's just challenge again, right? This is the world I'm living in right now. Because I was so focused on doing less better and it stood out and made a difference, well then people give you more things to do, more responsibilities, more opportunities. And so it's this constant battle and I'm sure you guys are seeing it, right? As you are doing less better and focusing more, what's happening? More opportunities, more things come your way and you have to keep doing less uh or finding people to do it for you so it's it's a challenge but it's fun yeah no that's great hey well like i said our topic today is connection uh, chris and i we had a phone call a few weeks ago and, and he was talking about some of the things that he had been working on i said man i think that would be great for us to share with our you know business leaders and owners that are taking the time to listen to our podcast so uh developing people to think like you so i know that chris um you know we taught that you know me as our leader in our business, you know, I've got vision and I've got direction that what we want to do. I do pretty good. I can, I live at the 30,000 foot level. You know, I, I will drop down to the 10,000 foot and work on some detail. Then I try to hop back up. But hey, talk about that because I think there is when you get two or three layers deep 
to have that connection, there's a lot of missing pieces, in my opinion. And we talked about that a lot. So, hey, I'll open it up, man. How do you want to unpack that? You know, this started for me kind of recently diving into this more. And, and I've been working with a few small businesses and their leadership teams. And I was sitting in a strategic planning session with the company. And I, I just noticed it was obvious to me that the owner and their leadership team around the owner were in just different worlds, right? That it wasn't by intention necessarily, right? But there was just a competency difference, an experience difference. And I said, we talk so much about developing our, our leaders and delegating, and then I'm just seeing there's there's still this huge gap. So I started pushing into it more. And, it, and it's obvious, really, Tim Hayden sitting here, when you're developing leaders, they don't have the the experience you have. They don't have the mindset that you have. They don't run through the same filters when they're taking in information, right? They don't think like you think. And so I started kind of processing through this some, and I really realized that what folks need, what your team needs is to see how you, the owner, thinks, right? Visibility into your thought process, how you get there. You do it naturally, right? You do it because you've gone through these experiences and you think about these things every week that they've never had to think about or they've never gone through from an experience standpoint. So there's this natural gap just because of that, right? And so to start closing that, if we, you know, as small business owners are wearing a million hats, doing a bunch of things, and then we get frustrated because we can't really delegate or people don't do it the way you would do it. It's it's not their fault. They just don't have the experience and background and they're not running through the same filters. Business owners come to me all the time and they say, uh, hey, how do I get my team to read a book, right? Or, you know, for them to take this information and uh, hear that stuff all the time. Well, that's good, but it's still not going to accomplish what they're trying to do, right? If you read a book and someone on your team reads a book, you're reading it through a different lens. What you're going to take out, you're running that information through a bunch of filters that they don't even know they need to be thinking about. And so what's really going to start closing that gap is having them see the way you think. So visibility into your thought process. So they can start thinking, oh, okay, I didn't think about this piece of information through how it impacts our culture. And then what would it do if we took this information? Well, how does that impact our bottom line? Or what does that do to our, our systems, right? Or does this uh, contradict one of our core values, right? They're not going through all of those filters that you are. And they're not going to until they start seeing you do that. Um. Man, I'm thinking and I'm writing as we go through. I've got 10 questions just out of that. But the visibility. So, Chris, I'm going to tell you what I did last night. So I was at home and I had a few honey honeydew things to do. And I was pulling weeds. And I was listening to a book. And I was listening to The Pumpkin Plan by Mike Callowitz. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm two-thirds through, the, through listening. And one thing they talked about last week or last night was – that we need that everything that you want your team to do, you don't want your team to wait on you for anything. You want to take the time and go through the painstaking detail of writing down the process. It needs to be one page for what you're doing. But when I'm sitting there talking, when you when you said that, the, the visibility, how do you show your team the, how do you, how do you show like like you're exactly right? I've got I've got all these filters and all these things going through my mind when I'm reading that book. They don't have that background. They're not looking at it through the lens I'm looking through. So how do you share that vis that visibility with them? Yeah, giving them the one page is not going to do it, right? That's a that's a quick way and mm -hmm. it's a step forward from an operational standpoint, but not truly in developing them to think like you, right? And so the first thing I would say is chill out. Like it's a long process because you've got. 
40 plus years of experience that you're, you know, kind of relying on that you've developed your filters from. And so for me, when I've been working on this with some of our clients in the coaching program, I just say, pick one thing, pick one thing that you wish the team thought more like you about. Let's start with that one thing. Let's write it down. And then I said, view it as you're a professor now you're going to just go deep on that one thing. You're going to break that one topic into a bunch of mini topics and we're going to spend a month in whatever rhythm you want to do it, right? However you want to teach your course, if you will. We're going to get together for an hour a week and we're going to read a chapter of a book together and we're going to have a conversation. There's a lot of ways we can do it, right? Maybe it's just you presenting on a, on a projector, whiteboard, whatever, and teaching on these micro topics. But basically, they need to start seeing the depth of your thought process. And it's just not going to happen without some time and breaking it down into many subjects that you can go deep on, right? That's the difference. If, if Tim Hayden's reading a book and a new leader is reading a book, we're reading at different depth levels, right? What they're going to pull out of that book is not going to be the same thing you pull out for the same, and definitely not for the same reasons, right? And so you need to start taking that, those, those books, breaking them down in micro topics and just teach. Go into professor mode. Teach why this matters, why you're thinking about this, why this is could be cool for our business, why and how it would impact everything. And then you have to start connecting the dots, right? This little piece of information, you know, from the pumpkin plan that we're reading, right? Well, here's what I'm getting from it, surface level. Well, here's what it means. If we implemented this, this would impact X, Y, Z all the way down to here. And this is how it trickles down to our bottom line. But here's where it kind of would compete with our culture. And so this are the, these are the things I'm wrestling through, right? And share all that stuff so they can start thinking, oh my gosh, that piece of information I took surface level that I thought would be, oh man, it's a good idea. I should take this to Tim. I didn't think through all the things that he's thinking through when he's looking at it, right? And so if they just don't start seeing the way you think, and the only way I can really come up with is by teaching, by showing them, right? Really breaking it down slowly. And once again, as small business owners, we can't spend all of our time teaching. We've got to make money. We've got to do something to stay in business. And so you just got to break it down into small steps. And so I'd pick what's the, what's the top topic? What's the number one topic? And how do we break that into a bunch of micro courses and just start talking and teaching? You know, um, so I'll tell you what, what we're doing. And man, this is, this is a great conversation. So we ordered yesterday 10 copies of the pumpkin plant. So our leadership team, we're going to read that, but here's how I normally would do it. But Chris, coach me now. So let's let our listeners lean in and, and you do some uh, free coaching. Thank you. Thank you in advance. Is that typically what we do? I think there's 10 or 12 chapters in that book. We would do two or three chapters a week and we would skim through it, go through the content and then, and then have a few takeaways and then be done. What I just heard from you, we need to do this a lot different. So, um, Here's what I'm thinking, but speak into this. What I'm thinking is that we do a chapter a week and that I prep and that I teach out of that chapter. So I take some of the top, the, the things that as the leader that I'm looking at through my lens and unpack that and what that can mean. And we know, we know that with the pumpkin plan, and I've just about finished listening to it, you know, it's all about, you know, you need to, you need to get rid of some business is not profitable for you and you need to replace it with the ones that you're really good at so but it's all about the bottom line so talk uh, pour into that some i think it's i think it's a great start uh, a couple thoughts on that one thing that i love that you're doing is you're reading it first 
so you can start to really pick out the areas on the front end of the things that matter for our business that we can pull back. Really the value of and what I'm saying is not the information you're going to get from this book. What I'm trying to, to say here is you're going to use this book to teach them how to think, mm. right? Because there's a million books. We can get, I want them to then start doing this on their own with their own books, right? Thinking the same way. So I don't really care about the information in this book as much. So get some of the high level. Once I get, again, pick the big things that matter that you think you can peel back and show how to think deeper about business books or about our business. And so I, w- I wouldn't stress about the knowledge from the book as much as how to process and how to think through the concepts and apply it and what it does and the, you know, if then statements, right? If we do this, this will happen, you know, and, and teach them how to think critically uh, and strategically like you would. I love that you're going ahead of the game. I don't, I don't know if you want to do a chapter a week. Maybe you make them do the whole thing and you just uh, take a month on a couple of the topics from it. There's a lot of ways you can do it. Like I don't, I don't have a, a right or wrong way there. But the key is teaching them how to think, right? And then using that book as a tool to do that. Okay. That's good. Um, I'll be transparent. I don't think I'm a great teacher. I'm not buying that for a second. Okay, but, but I'm saying, but in my mind, I don't think I'm a great teacher. So I don't ever give myself, I probably don't give myself enough credit, which is a good thing because I want to be humble. Go back to Pat Lencioni's book, you know, Hungry, Humble, and Smart. I think that was the name of it. Ideal team player. Yep. Ideal team yep. player. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. So, but I think that what I've got to do is just is is take the confidence that the Lord has given me and share that with our team. But I think that's great, to, you know, to look at it from the lens of teaching not as much just blowing through a content of a book that the outcome would be better. I think I think to look at it from that lens is a lot different. I don't look at it that way, honestly. And you're not teaching chemistry. This is your wheelhouse. This is stuff you already know. And so you're and you're not really teaching the book. You're teaching what you're thinking. You're talking about what you're thinking through it. That's it. You're not doing anything fancy. You're not, you know, don't need a syllabus. They don't need, you know, like you're, you're going to be just fine on that. You just need to start peeling back. And that's why I said you, you may not want to do a chapter a week. And that's why I tell folks, like, what's the most important thing right now that you would like to use as a tool to get them thinking about you? Because they're going to copy and paste that one. Maybe it's, I, I need you guys to think more intentionally about your meetings, right? Because here's how it impacts our culture. Here's how it impacts, you know, they're not working during that time. So we're, it's expensive time. I need you to think through these. Fil- so maybe it's, you know, it could be anything you want to use use that you feel like, man, if everyone of my leadership team just thought a little bit more like me in this topic, you know, we could create some lift. You're not going to do it all at once, right? But just use the the biggest things or, or pick some big topics and the pumpkin plant's a great book to start with. And just once again, use it as a tool to reveal how you think about things. Man, I think I think that's great. All right, I'm going to spin it just a, just a tad here about, you know, about, um, Connection and again about you know developing people to think like me as our leader or you know with leaders listening, but t- let's talk about technology and with with connection. Man, there's so many different things that I think that uh, go back to you know several years ago. Um, what Basecamp I think was the big thing, and then it's moved from here to here. And I know we use Slack. Mm-hmm. Internally, that you know, we've been doing for a, probably a year and a half or so, which has been good. But I talked to that about you know, if you're leader and and how you want to how you want to connect in regard to technology. 
So I love Slack from an operational standpoint, right? Like Slack is great to, I need to get this off of my plate onto someone else's plate, like a quick hit here and there uh, standpoint. Something that's been really fun lately that I've been kind of using with our coaching clients and uh, there's Marco Polo. Have you seen this? I have not. So it's like a video social app. So it's a little quick video. I mean, you can just put on, you can be in the car, start a video, talk to someone, send it directly to them, right? So it's just video messaging app. Um, what I love about it is it's the closest thing. Nothing's going to beat face-to-face time for connectivity, right? For relationship building. Nothing will ever beat face-to-face time. As leaders, you don't have a lot of time to spend an hour with every team member and an hour, extra hour with your leaders and, and still have meetings. You know, like it's just difficult, right? There's a big crunch on your time. So I love this little video messaging app because it's face time, but you don't have to respond right away either. You could literally be on the drive with the conversation we're talking about saying, hey, uh, you know, John, I was just uh, reading the pumpkin plan. I was thinking about this thing. And what if we took this piece of information and we implemented it over here? What are, you, what are some of your thoughts about that? And it's they're seeing your face. Tim, the leader, is talking to me. It's visual. It's like we're together a little bit. And you can use that. And it took 20 seconds, but now they feel valued, connected to you more. You're asking a question, looking for feedback. They can shoot a video back to you. You also, like it's not one of those things you have to respond right away. Mm. So you can do a lot of quick little touch points. So it's one of those things that I do believe is a good tool to kind of scale connectivity if that is even possible, right? It's a, it's a good solution or band-aid at least to not being able to do face-to-face time all the time. But it's easy. On the drive home, you could do 10 of those real quick. Hey, I was thinking about this today. What are some of your thoughts? right? I was walking through this or I was thinking about what you did the other day on this thing. You handled that really well. That's exactly how I would do this, right? You can do a lot of quick little touches. And once again, they can, they'll feel great about it. They can send you a video message back, but you don't have to even respond to those back, right? You can just kind of do these outpourings when you get a chance and and just stir them up. So Marco Polo is an app I've started using. So I was telling this, the the funny part to me, because I'm not great with technology. I'm really not. And so I, some friends told me about it, and I, and I tried this Marco Polo thing out. I wasn't really using it, but I was talking to it, some leaders about how they should do this exactly what we're talking about with some of their teams and do these video messaging apps. So one of the the, the guys in my coaching group basically started a, a channel for our coaching program. And so we got 20-something business owners on there, and I, I had to turn off the notifications because it the – like they were getting really involved in it. Like they were loving it. And I'm like, these are busy business owners and they're like getting sucked into this video app. And I'm not kidding. I had uh, three hours worth of videos and 70 something messages in 48 uh, hours. Wow. And I was like, well, so this it's working, right? It's connecting at least there. It's becoming its own thing. And so I did like that and it's just, you know, become a monster and I had to turn off notifications. And so now <laughs> I just get on occasionally, uh, and you know, kind of poke the bear if you will. But, um, you know, it's, people are grabbing onto it and the engagement's really high. And I think it's that face to face. It creates a little bit more, uh, of a connection. Yeah. I think it's good. And just a, a side note in our business and probably all businesses, People still sell to people, and people still communicate with people. So even though you're you're right, matter of fact, I'm gonna I wrote that down. I'm gonna check that out, Marco Polo, because that may could be a thing that I could do real quick, and you can, and people can see my face, and it's just like we're having a conversation. But again, they don't have to reply. I, I like that. Um, we started using Slack to where we get too many emails, we get too many text messages, and all. And that was one system that we can cut down on that. 
but now the video conferencing is in there. I mean, you know, all that stuff is, is in there. There's it's a it's a pretty powerful tool. So just for our listeners that may want yeah. to lean in, check that out. Yeah, Slack's awesome. I love it. And and that's the thing with all of these technology pieces, right? You find something that works, and that turns into this monster. And now you're probably already editing your Slack stuff, right? You've mm-hmm. probably got 30 different channels mm-hmm. who are using it for different things, and so that becomes a new email at some point. At some point, you don't look at all those because there's too many messages coming mm-hmm. in, and then we've got to look at a new way to communicate. That's the frustrating part about technology. If something's effective, then it takes over. And then we've got to look at, okay, what do we do next? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop looking at those messages. It's what I do with the Marco Polo. Yeah. 48 hours into it, I was like, okay, this is too many messages already. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. You have to constantly audit technology. Yeah, no, I get it. So um, as the leader, one thing, and, you know, I love to have fun. Chris, you know that, and our team knows it. Um, and probably our listeners know it a little bit. Uh, but whenever we do that, so, you know, I, I, I use the words all the time now. I say more better. I heard this from one of our Hispanic team members that, you know, he said more better. That's actually, more better is good. So uh, because I say more better all the time, a lot of our team says more better now because of that. So I'm saying that, I'm saying that to, to make this point. People follow the leaders. And I think that, you know, so when we're talking about this, you know, if, if we introduce Marco Polo, most of our team's going to say, crap, there's Tim's latest, you know, latest little thing he wants to do. But I think we got to do is to is to be clear, to talk about the, the end result that we want to get out of this and give it a try. And if it doesn't work, back up and punt. But we can't do every little thing. You know, you don't want to be creating constant change every single week or every single month. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, completely. And that's, you know that's normal. People are resistant to change, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to do something, we better be persistent and stick stick it out. What I love about Marco Polo, you're not going to use this as, you're going to use this to invest in your folks, right? So everybody's like, oh, great. What's Tim want to do with this thing? You're going to make them all download it. And what are they going to do? They're going to be on their drive home and all of a sudden have a message from their leader that said, hey, you killed it today and I'm proud of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be too upset about that, that's, right? That, like, that's right. Yeah. You know, so it'll... They'll be just fine. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. So, all right, Chris, well, as we start to uh, finish up our podcast today in studio, that's right. <laughs> is, hey, what's one what's one thing that you want our listeners to lean in and take away? So I'll, I'll, I ask that question, but, you know, if you're, um, if you're a five-person organization and if you are buying in and believing what we're talking about, but you say, man, how do I create margin to do some of these things? You know, hey, what's one thing you want to leave our listeners with today? Well, so, I mean, it's a whole other talk, right? Doing less better is really important to me. So I, I want you to really look at your calendar and what are the important things uh, and make sure your calendar and some of that stuff. But specifically to what we talked about today, the earlier, the sooner you can start. And once again, spending time showing how you think is going to help, right? You wear a million hats. I get it. There's not enough time in the day. We're all limited by the same piece there. The only way you're going to start winning and changing that is you got to change the conversation. You got to recognize that's a reality, limited time, right? We don't really recognize it behaviorally. We intellectually get it, but behaviorally say, sure, we'll find a way to do that too. Well, what you really just said is to, I'm going to take this on, but I'm going to have to rob from something else I was doing well, mm-hmm. right? It's coming from something. So really uh, creating that visibility in how you think is going to allow the folks around you to carry more. 
care more for you. And that's how you start to hand stuff off, right? We, I just have so many conversations with business owners. I just don't have anyone that can handle this the way I would handle it yet, right? My team's not there. I can't. And so I hand off a lot of task stuff. Develop them. Let them see how you think. So start that process sooner because you're going to raise their thought process. You're going to raise their productivity. They're, you're going to raise their efficiency. What they can handle and carry for you, they're going to carry more of the load. And you're going to avoid that burnout conversation I have with business owners uh, down the road, right? So the sooner you can start developing their thought process, developing the way, uh, developing the, the thought they have around your business, right? And raise their lid, if you will. It's, it's going to pay off on creating bandwidth for you because they're caring more. Yeah, that's good. And hey, this comment could be a whole nother podcast, but about, you know, there's certain things that as leaders and owners, only we can do. We need to make sure that we are working on those things and coach up and train the rest of the team to do everything else. Agreed? Yeah, you want to make sure, you want to get yourself out of a job. You want everyone else, you really do, so you can focus on the future and strategic planning and vision casting and should we bring in Marco Polo, should we, these things that make the company better, you should get to a point you are not needed, right? That you are just looking out and protecting the organization. Uh, I get for small business, that's down the road a lot of times, right? That takes a while, it's a long process and, and a lot of times we don't fully ever make it there, mm-hmm. right? But it should be a journey to a little more on the business every month, right? That we can keep going in that direction and, and the team should be the ones carrying the weight. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'll close with this, wherever our listeners are today, you know, if you're working in your business and not on your business, start this week take an hour this week and work on it. Don't work in it. It may be Saturday night at 10 o'clock or whenever, but start doing that and double that time every week and you'll start doing that. Because again, but we also are in seasons that, you know what, sometimes you gotta be in it. Right. I just came out of a season, I had to be in it and that's okay. But now I'm back on it. So I think that's something that we've gotta be real intentional and disciplined to do. A hundred percent. No one else is gonna protect your time for you. It's fully on you. You got to be responsible to protect your time. And if you don't start prioritizing on the business time, you will live in that same space forever, just running that hamster wheel. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. So, hey, my friend, thanks so much for being with us today. And hey, tune in next month for our next podcast. Everyone, take care and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them, and we'll be seeing you guys next month.